Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. And day 247, since your president, Joey Biden, promised he wouldn't abandon Americans and uh, military family members and green card holders and our Afghan allies and Oh, yeah, 80-some-odd billion dollars worth of the most sophisticated weaponry on the face of the earth and leave it for the terrorists supporting Taliban. But he did, and nobody else talks about it. Um, Reason number 4,872,763, why you should never live in New York. I mean, never mind the Democratic Party's environmental lunacy has Joe Biden begging people who want to kill us to pump more oil, that he'd negotiate with people that chant death to America and suck up to murdering thug dictators rather than use our own natural resources and keep begging countries that hate our guts uh, that have rejected him again and again and again and again and again. He's like a stalker now with OPEC. And because he's, he's, he's so beholden, to the climate alarmist religious cult, better known as the New Green Deal Democratic Socialists. Now, in New York, it was very interesting. Did you see that poll that came out? It was a, what, three or four point race with Lee Zeldin versus Kathy Hochul, who took over for Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo threatening to run as an independent. That'll be interesting to watch and see. If he doesn't, that might help elect Lee Zeldin. Who knows? Um, but anyway, She's now releasing a budget expected to include a plan to make New York the first state in the country to ban natural gas and other fossil fuels in all new construction, according to the Food and Water Watch and other environmental groups. Let me explain the consequences of this stupidity. No more buildings will be built in her state of the state address. 
She committed to zero on-site greenhouse gas emissions for new construction no later than 2027. How do you, well, what if you have to fire up a generator for crying out loud? That's illegal? What are we going to build? What, a towers with tall buildings with what? Toothpicks? What is she thinking? Uh, Anyway, another reason to defeat the left. It's insane. Um, We have a lot of news today. A lot of it is not great for Joe Biden. Uh, Biden caught again lying that he was a truck driver. I mean, he keeps he's so lost. Nobody wants to tell him, Joey, that never happened, Joey. Um, I want to urge everybody because there's been a ton of headlines all week long. Democratic anxiety grows over Biden's dismal poll numbers. Democratic strategists say they're going to get slaughtered in November. Um, Do not buy into their attempts to lower expectations. There are a lot of tough races in this country this midterm election year. And now there have been years when, like, Republicans only have 170 House members. And for them to get control of the House of Representatives, they got to win 40 seats or whatever the number is. We're only five seats away. You know, if we picked up an additional 30, 35, that would be massive. So that's that's on that front. But if you look at the Senate seats that are in play, it is every bellwether state, every every state that's going to matter in 2024, every swing state or every state that a Republican has to win. We got Florida, Marco Rubio. He'll win Florida, I think, fairly easily. I'm supporting Herschel Walker, as predicted. You know, they're they're trying to tear Herschel Walker down because he went through a tough period in his life and he, he literally recovered yeah, all this talk about, oh, all these NFL players that have had serious concussion-related injuries, including Herschel, and that he went through a rough period and he got better, and we should be happy, and he also renewed his religious faith. Uh, now they, they just want to throw as much dirt on this guy as they can. It's not going to work in Georgia. I'll tell you right now, the people of Georgia are not going to buy the these vicious, vile attacks and I know exactly where they're coming from within the establishment Republican Party. I know exactly who's doing these ads. Uh, and it should it should anger anybody um, that that, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Let me just stop here. All the times we get a rhino presidential candidate, John McCain, Mitt Romney, right? Oh, you, you conservatives. Listen, you don't want to help elect a Democrat. You're always told to get on board. We all get on board. When are they going to get on board with the, with the fact that the base of the Republican Party is America first, make America great, uh, real conservatism? Remember, the same establishment figures, they hated Ronald Reagan. The term amiable dunce was not from the Democrats, not from the media mob. That was from Republicans. They hated Reagan. Then they deified Reagan by the end of the day. Uh, They hate Donald Trump's style. Donald Trump's policies work, and they're extraordinarily popular with the American people. I'll take mean tweets over this, you know, this corpse of a president that we have that I don't think understands completely that today happens to be Tuesday. Uh, So we got a, you know, we got a lot of ground to cover, but you got Florida, you got Georgia, you got. Uh, South Carolina, Tim Scott will win easily, in my view. I'm not sure who I'm supporting yet in North Carolina. That primary is going on. I'm watching that very closely. 
Then you got New Hampshire, very hard state for Republicans to win. You got Pennsylvania. I'm supporting Dr. Oz proudly in that state. Ron Johnson, I'm supporting in Wisconsin. I have not decided who I'm supporting yet in Ohio. I've not decided. Well, actually, I have decided. I have not decided in Missouri. I have decided Brnovich in Arizona. And I have uh, decided Laxalt in Nevada. And and I I just don't know enough. I'm not going to give an endorsement until I know where these candidates truly stand. And I want to know that if they mean what they say and they're going to go and fight. That's what I want. If I'm going to put my conservative credentials on the line like I did when I endorsed Trump early and, and many conservatives called me, come on, I'd say every name in the book times a thousand. What do you say, Linda? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. And and you notice that now many of them act like they're the biggest Trump supporters and have been from day one. <laughs> they just, you know, whatever. It's, it's a business, I guess, for some people. Uh, one interesting side note, I was surprised to see this today. Stacey Abrams down in Georgia. She ran in Georgia for governor. She still has not conceded that she lost. Oh, I thought that was illegal. I thought that was so bad. That's awful. It's a threat to democracy. Anyway, she's never conceded the race. Her lackluster personal finances and a hefty bill from the IRS gave a lot of Republicans fodder to question how she could manage a state budget when she struggled with her own debts. That was an issue in 2018. Now she's launching her second bid four years later. Uh, that's not an issue. Stacey Abrams is a multimillionaire. She now says she's worth $3 million, $3.17 million, according to state disclosures filed in March. Now, compare that to four years ago. Her net worth was $109,000 when she first ran. So her ascent into millionaire status corresponds with her rise in in national uh, politics, by the way, she maybe she has. I don't. I don't know. Maybe Donald Trump's economy really helped her out. Maybe he did something really well um, for her. But I thought that was an interesting side note. One thing that is heating up is this issue of zero experience Hunter. Now, what did I tell you last week? I said now that the media is acknowledging that the Hunter Biden laptop is real. And now that they're beginning to cover their asses and do a CYA, uh, that means that they have been tipped off that something is likely coming down the pike. And according to a former U.S. attorney appointed by then President George W. Bush, the Biden grand jury is now sitting in Delaware, has collected enough evidence to even implicate Joe Biden himself in a criminal conspiracy. Now, the New York Post that originally broke the Hunter Biden laptop from hell story that was uh, purposely suppressed by not only the media mob, but by the big tech media mob. Anyway, witness that testified before Hunter Biden's grand jury has been asked to identify who's the big guy in the first son's plan deal with the Chinese energy conglomerate. We've chronicled this at length as calls ramped up to have Biden included in a conspiracy probe. The question arose after a witness was shown a piece of evidence while appearing in secret before the panel in Wilmington, Delaware. According to a source familiar with the proceedings, this is not a complex case, said the former Utah attorney, uh, Brett Tolman, telling the New York Post. He said that Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobolinsky's confirmation that President Biden was the big guy in a proposed 2017 deal with CEFC China Energy 
would be considered evidence that other family members were involved. Now, remember, Joe Biden has repeatedly said, oh, no, I, I, knew, I never once spoke to my son, not one time about his foreign business dealings. We now have pictures of them together eating dinner. So he's lying. He's been lying from the beginning. In these emails, Hunter Biden is whining that he has to pay daddy's bills as part of the deal. At another point, he talks about we got to put aside the big guy. And the big guy was obviously Joe Biden. So he gets his cut, his share. Why do you think Joe Biden tried to leverage a billion dollars to get a Ukrainian prosecutor fired um, that was investigating his zero experience son making millions of dollars with Burisma Holdings? You have any experience in energy? No. Oil? No. Gas? No. Ukraine? No. Why do you think they paid you all this money? I don't know. Because your dad's in charge of Ukraine? Probably. I mean, it's like he admits it. Anyway, conspiracy is a standalone crime in our country. You've certainly got enough to present to the grand jury that there is a conspiracy among Joe, brother James, and zero experience Hunter to bring in money, to not declare that money, to not pay taxes on that money, and to do so from a country like China is not just red flags. There are also potential crimes being committed. Now, this gets to the heart of where I've been taking this thing that nobody else seems to want to get to, and that is, huh, I wonder what dirt Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, and China have on Joe, James, and Hunter. Because you know that they knew what they were doing, that they were buying access and influence, and that would mean that their contacts were probably all recorded. That would mean that they had a full dossier about Hunter Biden's crack addiction and his uh, preference for hookers. So all of that has to be out there. Now, mainstream media outlets, the White House, ramping up claims. Joe Biden had nothing to do with this. Uh, No, no, no. We we believe he's going to be found innocent. I don't think they do that at all. I don't think there's any evidence that supports that. Just the opposite. What we do know is that Joe did, in fact, know and discuss with his zero experienced son his foreign business dealing. And so now Joe Biden has been pulled into this Hunter grand jury probe as this witness is asked to identify the big guy who would get the kickback in the Chinese energy giant from the Chinese energy giant after the former associate claimed it was the president. That's not good for Joe. That's not good for Hunter. And if the last name was Trump, I guarantee you the mob, the media, big tech would be all over it. But I'm not sure they're going to be able to outrun this one. Let's see. Another piece out shows Hunter Biden, zero experience, sought to cash in with oligarchs during the first Russian war on Ukraine. Sure, why not take advantage of the the moment? Never let a crisis go to uh, waste. Anyway, so the grand jury witness asked about specifically... Joe Biden, the big guy. Anyway, Ron Klain, apparently the White House chief of staff, reached out to Hunter Biden in September of 2012, wanted 20 help raising 20 grand for the vice president's residence foundation, telling him to keep it low key to prevent bad PR. Uh huh. He's, you know, at some point, are we ever going to ask the question, who knew what about Joe's declining cognitive state and why? Was there who was involved in the cover up of all of this? This is now coming to fruition. That's the only reason I'm telling you that the media mob, they're now admitting 
Yeah, the laptop was real. Okay, this was two weeks before the election in 2020. It's now April 5th, 2022. And now we're finally acknowledging all of this. Um, Biden's tax plan will be the largest tax increase in history, number one. And number two, his new tax plan would push the individual income rate to the highest number in the entire developed world. And as he loves to blame our sky-high inflation on corporate greed or Vladimir Putin, uh, none of which is true. Uh, We had the same corporate greed during Trump months before Putin invaded Ukraine. We had a 40-year high of inflation. Same with gas prices. We're up about a buck fifty a gallon before Putin invaded Ukraine because of his energy and economic policies. Uh, U.S. inflation started spiking in early 2021 when Joey became president and started uh, eliminating energy independence and pushing for his build back better new Green Deal radical socialism and, of course, giving in to the climate alarmist religious cult. And as a result, the damage has been massive. As a result, we're now at a point Bloomberg is now estimating the Biden inflation tax Per household is $5,200 a year. In some cases, more. In some cases, a little bit less, depending how frugal you might be. But let it be known. Uh, John Castamides said, yeah, food prices are going to continue to rise, yeah, for the foreseeable future. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program So Tiger Woods, it looks like, is going to be playing in the Masters at Augusta this weekend. How cool. You know what the ratings are going to be like for that? They're going to be astronomical. You know, I will say this about the American people, the American public in particular. Um, With all the troubles that Tiger's had, I mean, it's it's been out there chronicled exhaustively. Americans like when people make comebacks. Americans like redemption. Americans like, you know, here, here's one of the most gifted athletes ever. Do you want to talk about a goat, greatest of all time? This, one of the most gifted athletes ever. When we had Jim Gray on talking about goats, he wrote the book Goats. It's really a cool book about all the, the, the best of the best in sports that he got to know and interview over the years and that he became friends with. Didn't he say that he first interviewed Tiger when he was like six, like really young? Do you remember how old it was? I forget. It's in his book. Yeah, but it's a, he, it's, t- he talked about the fact that he has been interviewing him since he was in grade school. I mean, when he came back, I forget what year it was, and won Augusta. Nobody saw that coming. But with Tiger coming back, I mean, I have no idea. I assume, I mean, th- there was a question about whether or not they'd even be able to save his leg. His injury was so severe, and they have. He's been rehabbing. He's had a lot of injuries over the years, including his back, et cetera. Um, and then he came back and won the Masters, and it was like he couldn't believe it. If he could play this weekend and play well, I mean, how great would that story be? We have so much bad news we always talk about. So yeah. he's won the Masters five times in his career. Second only whoa, Jack whoa, whoa, Nicholas. Whoa. What, you're looking this up, aren't you? Uh, no yes. way you have that. That's no I way. I know nothing. My, oh my God. I would not even pretend to know this information. I do not know okay. this information. By the way, you I know am what looking this up. means yet? Absolutely not. Oh, 
Nor would I pretend. Okay. He won the Masters for the first time in 97 at the age of 21. Right. And he won That's the, what you what wanted to know, right? The first time. He was 19, what, it was 1997. He was 21. What year was it that he won it when it, a big, when it was a big comeback for him? It wasn't that long ago. Stand 2019, maybe? Maybe 2019? Because I remember, I remember uh, I think Trump, right. Trump made a big deal about it. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just so good. It was just such a good, feel-good story. When he plays with his son, it's so awesome to watch that. And they have professional players playing with a family member and his son. What well, his son is a great player. And I'll tell you what I, I loved. To, what? what I really loved, and this is just was very sweet, was when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame recently. I think it was last month or so. Yeah. And his daughter got up and did the induction that was sweet. And, and talked about the fact that he had been an amazing dad despite everything that had gone on in his life. And he had a huge tribute to his own parents and how they mortgaged their home. You know, to put him on the field and, or what is it, the course? Put him on the course? Put, put him, him on, on the, the course field. and whatever. Cross the plane. Get him lessons, all the things. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But the family aspect, he's such a, right. you know, say whatever you want about him, but he's been a good father and a good a good son. You know what infuriates me? So my son is a much better athlete than I am, and I was a good athlete, he's much better. And, you know, and I remember for years I tried to play golf, and and I was getting decent at it pretty decent at it i could even shoot in the 80s low 80s at times and anyway i've just not been able to play the last number of years for one reason or another um more recently because of injuries but that's a different story for a different day and then you know i never drove a ball 295 yards of my life and then there's my son who's played five times and he drives the ball 295 yards and it looks like he didn't even swing i'm like you you got to be kidding me I does just, he want to play for real or does he play for fun? Um, I, you know, mostly for fun because he doesn't play that much. Okay. But he's got such great eye-hand coordination and, you know, he's hit so many balls in his life that it just comes naturally to him. And it's frustrating. If he ever really cared, he'd, I'm sure he'd be a scratch golfer. I'm going to learn how to be a scratch golfer. That's, I think this is a good sport What does scratch for me. golfer mean? I have no idea, but I know it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> when people no say idea. it, it means you're good at the sport, right? You're good at the sport. What does it mean to get a par? No idea. What does it? Mean I have to no get a idea. What does What no does it idea. mean to get a birdie? I have no idea. Bogey? No idea. Double bogey? Listen, I know what I know, and I don't. She know doesn't what know what a bogey is. She's not going to know what a double bogey is. Come on, man. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Okay, this is purely for entertainment purposes for our. Audience. By the way, Linda, you should not take up golf. Don't do you it. Why not? not? Take up golf. It's the worst. The most frustrating. It is. A t- you don't have the temperament for it. I don't have the temperament <laughs> for it. It's <laughs> the, the, the best. AKA athletes, no New Yorker should play golf. The best athletes who retire play golf and they stink at it and and they oh, have Charles they, they, Barkley. They, yeah, they're Charles, terrible. Charles Barkley played. He was the worst. Oh, it's hard. But wouldn't it be amazing if like somebody took me out there and they were like, "Okay, just try," and like I was like a Linda, natural. I promise you. You not you can't play golf. Just play it casually. Don't don't it, try yeah, and play it to just, win. Yeah, you just go out, you hit it. Like when we went, used to play, I mean, you know, we always started with fun, but it was like nine o'clock, Bloody Mary time, and and Monte Cristo number two time, and we just Bloody Marys are my favorite beverage, alcoholic beverage, other than okay, Tito's and tonic. So the, the person that loves Fit to play right with in. us the most is our our. Uh, we love our our caddy. We have uh, Tony, and. 
He's just an amazing. We used to put money in the cup. It's like one of my best friends. I won't mention the name. I don't want to embarrass people. If if he had a, a tap in or a three foot putt, and I'd take a hundred dollar bill and I'd put it in the cup, he never hit it in a million years. If I didn't put anything in the cup, he'd hit it every time. Yes, he the would pressure. choke every single time. And the rule was that if he gets it in, the money goes to the caddy, goes to Tony. And that's the rule. And Tony did have a couple of of days where he made a couple of thousand dollars. We we really went to town. Um. Anyway, that was back in the day. I miss it. Anyway, uh, I saw something today. Bill Gertz is one of the best defense department Pentagon reporters out there. And I saw this. This story uh, in the Washington Times that he wrote, and I said, uh-oh, if this is true, I'll tell you where my suspicions lie in a minute, that the Biden Pentagon was, would be eliminating the Buster Bunker nuke that could take out Iran's nuclear weapons programs. Now, we know where Iran's nuclear weapons facilities are, and most of them are buried deep, deep, deep underground. The B-83 is the only weapon we have capable of addressing certain threats and targets that can't be dealt with any other way. So my question is, is this all part of this nuclear giveaway deal with Iran that would even allow Russia to broker the deal and Russia to build the Iranians a nuclear facility that would take the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard off the no-fly list? That would result in tens of billions of dollars in frozen assets to be handed over to the mullahs in Iran just so Joe can buy oil from tyrants that chant death to America because the Biden Pentagon is going to eliminate this this sole nuclear gravity bomb in the U.S. strategic weapons arsenal capable of blasting deeply buried underground structures as part of Biden's uh, review of strategic weapons policy, according to U.S. officials. If they retire the B-83, that means we cannot stop the the Iranians from getting a nuclear weapon. And I have to wonder, considering they are negotiating with Iran, is that part of the negotiation? Good grief. It's I, I, When does this presidency end? I mean, it can't end soon enough. You know, um, we went over... The atrocities. We have Sean Penn on tonight. You say, Hanny, why haven't Sean Penn on? Because interestingly, I think it's interesting. He was in Ukraine doing a documentary on Ukraine on Zelensky, former uh, comedian who ran on an anti-corruption platform. And as many of you know, I've been very critical of previous governments in Ukraine for the very issue of corruption. You know, Donald Trump's famous perfect phone call and it really was nothing wrong with that phone call was about uh are you going to be corrupt like the people before you or, or if we do support you financially are you going to use the money the way it's intended to be used and that was basically the question and that became the quid pro quo well the same people ignoring joe biden leveraging a billion tax dollars you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investing investigating my zero experience son hunter and they've, son of a bee, they fired the prosecutor and took the billion. Welcome to the world of Ukraine, political corruption. There's certain things, what I can't take, and it was all over 
the media and the papers today, um, the mass graves that they have. Now, we told you about this town uh, outside of of Kiev, and we showed you just how bad the damage was. And we showed you the mass graves uh, when last night on TV. This is Bucha. It's a suburb of Kiev where retreating Russian soldiers left behind mass graves, executed civilians on their way out. And the bombing then went up many fold inside of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. We've already seen other mass graves and we've other all these other images of civilians, men, women and children lying in the streets, sometimes with their hands tied behind their back. But obviously civilians, they're not soldiers um, and and just murdered in cold blood, indiscriminate bombing. We've seen entire apartment complexes wiped out, entire neighborhoods wiped out. The city of Mariupol is pretty much rubble now and and all the other bombings that have taken place, hospitals. Reports of uh, Putin using Ukrainian children as human shields. You know, at, at some point when the bodies and we have the images and I know there are some people skeptical out there. And I lo- look at these people. I'm like, what part of these images do you think are fake? Because some people, well, are you sure this isn't just propaganda? No, this is a real war. Putin's firing real missiles and he's leveling real cities and he's doing it indiscriminately. That's not an issue in, in dispute here. But satellite images showed, for example, and this was in the New York Post today, a 45-foot trench filled with civilian corpses in Bucha, northwest of Kiev, bodies upon bodies. It's estimated to be 280, maybe as high as 300 in this particular mass grave. When the Ukrainian army retook the town, they found the civilian corpses just about everywhere. Single residential street held the remains of at least 20 men in civilian clothes, you know, all over the streets, videos, photos of one man's body, his hands tied behind his back and his open Ukrainian passport by his side. Two other corpses, you know, laying next to bicycles, another next to abandoned car. You know, use whatever phrase you want to use. Genocide, war crimes, war criminal. No, what we have here is, a, you know, human evil. Uh, the com- people committing atrocities against innocent civilians. You know, it's not this isn't me picking Ukraine over Vladimir Putin or picking sides. It's not. My rule stays the same. And that is that if you invade a sovereign country and you kill innocent men, women and children, you forfeit your right to lead any country and you forfeit your right to live. Just a simple rule. And America's role to me should be clearly defined. And that is to provide the Ukrainian people have shown their willingness to fight for their country to stop Vladimir Putin and his territorial ambitions here in Ukraine with the weaponry that they need, very specifically drones, anti-missile defense systems, anti-aircraft defense systems, uh, Stinger missiles, Javelin missiles, munitions, other things, allow the, the Poland to give them the MiGs that they want desperately. Um, but none of this is a major issue. The problem is, is the West is not moving fast enough. This is what Zelensky keeps saying. I don't know about Zelensky. I know one thing that I can say about him that I admire. Like many other leaders of countries, when moments like these come, he had, he, I think the United States was one of the countries offering him asylum. 
We know that mercenaries have been sent in by Putin to kill Zelensky and his family. There's been many reports about it. It makes sense. Killing children. Why wouldn't he kill, try and kill Zelensky? Um, and he could have gotten on a private jet. He could have escaped like so many other leaders do with cash, you know, commodities, precious metals, gold and silver, and said, see you later. I'm out of here. He hasn't done that. That intrigues me. So the fact that Sean Penn was there, I'm, I'm interested in the story. I think you'll find it interesting tonight. Um, and I don't, are we going to talk about politics? No, because we disagree on everything else politically. Uh, and I'm more interested in what he saw and what and maybe he'll share some video with us. I'm pretty sure he will. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Who does Sean Hannity choose when diversifying his savings with gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped tens of thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com.